This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, all my mindful listeners out there. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here. I'm really excited, you know, and I always laugh at myself when I start these shows because I always say I'm really excited about this subject, but the truth is I love this show. I love what mindful medicine means to me and hopefully what I uh, deliver to you listeners as far as just talking about things so we can open our minds and actually use them when it comes to our health and wellness to help make better choices. And I got to tell you, Ladies, this might be one for you, but men who love your ladies, this is going to be for you as well. You know, there are a lot of, I would say, controversies, um, confusion. I would also say information and misinformation about hormones. And especially when it comes to subjects like hormone, quote unquote, replacement therapies, etc. But I've got somebody with me today. We're going to be talking about a subject called feminology. I'm going to let her describe exactly what that is. But I want to introduce my friend, my sister, my colleague, Dr. Ginger Nash. She is a naturopathic doctor, just like myself, graduated from the National College of Naturopathic Medicine in 1998. So she has a whopping 20 years of clinical practice. She's worked with thousands of women on natural hormone balance without the use of hormone replacement. She's got a couple things that she's going to talk about that are actually the cornerstone of her practice, and especially with her new business that she just launched called Feminology. Dr. Nash, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Holly. It's really, it, it is exciting to be talking to you about this. I, I love your enthusiasm. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent. I love your work, especially I saw that you and Dr. Tara Nyack have just launched your new site, feminology.org, your practice, Mm -hmm. this new business. So let's just get right down to it and tell the folks that are listening, what is feminology? (laughs) Well, we have a few taglines. Probably the sort of most straightforward one is the art and science of female hormones. Because as you know, as a longtime practicing doc, that um, medicine is an art as much as it is a science. Um, One of the reasons I was really excited to do this work with uh, Tara Nyack, Dr. Nyack, who's out of Philadelphia, is that she's really steeped in the scientific background. Um, She's got a background in biology and genetics. And she's really... um, that beautiful combination of somebody who's able to whip through all the scientific research and her, one of her areas of expertise is the microbiome, which as you know, is just blown up in the last few years with research um, and affects our hormonal balance so deeply. Um, And she's also 20 years younger than me. And I just feel like doing this, this project, this endeavor together as women, um, two women coming from, very different backgrounds, different ages, et cetera, but really sharing a love and a belief in natural medicine and helping women really come into deep conversation with their own bodies. Um, And that's one of the things that I hear in your work all the time, you know, mindful medicine. That's really one of the, the goals of feminology is to really broadcast more honest conversations uh, that women live day to day in their bodies and all the ways that hormones affect all these other body systems that we, you know, that we treat all the time, you know, digestive and 
uh, mental outlook and, you know, all the different aspects that hormones can affect in the body. So, so. Well, it sounds it's, like um, a current, it's comprehensive. it sounds like a tremendous dynamic duo that, that, that synergy between the two of you, that just sounds lovely. <laughs> That's great. I know what it's like to, um, yeah. to have that, that partnership with somebody where you have different wheelhouses and you come together, but you have that same philosophical endpoint where you're really trying to change uh, and help the lives of, of women. So I just, I love that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it's great to have other women like yourself, you know, supporting us in this work and, and doing some of the same work as well. It takes it takes many of us, right, to, to really change this conversation around women's health. Uh, in yeah, today's and ta- world, speaking of that, know? yeah, our culture, yeah, our culture has a huge effect, I think, on anybody's health. But talk to me about mm-hmm. how our current culture affects women's health. <laughs> yeah, well, um, as I said, you know, <laughs> what we're trying to do is acknowledge the very real day-to-day lived experiences that women have. And we're all women living in Trump's America, which is a deeply misogynistic vision. And um, there's a very real aspect of the kinds of experiences. I'm sure you hear them as well, you know, from women, the way that um, they're not necessarily taken seriously. They're not given the um, good information that they should be given sometimes by their doctors and sometimes uh, you know, from the internet. I mean, certainly the cultural messages that we get as women are very, very mixed and very misinformed at times. So what we're really aiming to do is to acknowledge those very real uh, forces on a woman's health status, you know, your economic status, your gender identity, of course, your race, all of these things affect a woman's health and outlook, right? Mental outlook. And, you know, NDs, naturopathic doctors, what do we talk about all the time? Stress, right? And how stress affects almost every aspect of your health negatively. And we have to start, I believe, with acknowledging that some women are under a whole lot more stress than others. Um, And we need to start looking at the kinds of pressures from the culture that are impacting. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening, you know, body positivity movements and, you know, ditching this whole perfectionism mentality. I mean, there's just so many different avenues um, that one could go down with regards to this. But, um, but I do think, you know, the world 2018, what we're living in right now is um, really hard on many, many women. (laughs) survivors of sexual abuse, um, you know, all kinds of issues that impact a woman's health. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I love that you're even having this conversation with your your patients um, in, under this whole term of feminology because, you know, it, we, we know that a principle of naturopathic medicine is treat the whole person. And, you know, you mentioned... Um, Dr. Nyack being, you know, having that scientific background and then, of course, medicine, but especially when it comes to our endocrine system, our hormone system, there has to be an artful uh, big picture mentality around it. But truly, you know, I think getting into some of those deeper issues about how women feel about themselves um, is just such a, 
incredible conversation to have. Yeah, and it's really difficult. Situation. It's very difficult. Yeah. yeah, like a lot of people don't even want to talk about it. And oh, and by the way, before we move away from Dr. Nyack being so um, scientific, she's also like the most incredible Earth Mama. I mean, she's a mother. <laughs> yeah, okay. She's like so grounded and like. She's got the science brain, but she's also got the like, I mean, that girl knows how to relax way better than I do. <laughs> and like, so there's an incredible earthiness aspect to her as well. And, um, and anyway, so yeah, I, I think you're right that it's, it's not a conversation that is really pointedly spoken to. And I find in, you know, sometimes in the wellness space and in natural medicine circles, that a lot of people, women especially, can sometimes feel just overwhelmed by everything they're supposed to be doing. You know, they're supposed to be eating a perfect diet and they're supposed to be eating all organic. And, um, you know, there's just so much pressure to, to, you know, rise to this level of unhealthy, compulsive perfection. Um, and without really acknowledging, you know, where, where is a woman at with, in terms of her life stage, in terms of her, uh, economic viability and freedom, you know, in terms of the kinds of pressures on her, you know, as a woman of color in today's society or as a queer woman in today's society. I mean, there's just so many different things that absolutely impact. And, you know, as a white woman, I think it's on us to really start to have those conversations and for us to acknowledge it because it's, it shouldn't be on, you know, people that are in a, a lesser position of power to have to constantly bring these things to the forefront. You know, it's, it's kind of our time to do some of the work. So yeah, um, that's, that's, a, that's a big part of what we're doing too. And that's another reason that Dr. Nayak and I came together because um, you know, her ethnic background is she's Indian and, you know, she's a brown woman and that has impacted her way of living through the world, you know. More with Dr. Holly Lucille coming up, but first I want to tell you about Anxiocom from Terry Naturally Vitamins. Terry Naturally specializes in bringing European-tested, unique natural medicines and proprietary custom formulations to the American consumer. So let me ask you this. Do you feel overwhelmed and anxious from time to time? I know it. We all do, but I've got something you're going to like. It's called Anxiocom, a supplement from Terry Naturally Vitamins. Anxiocom is clinically studied to quiet your nerves and relieve your occasional anxiety. It enhances restful sleep, promotes mental health, and emotional well-being. It's perfect for everyday use or occasionally when you need extra support. Anxiocom is non-drowsy, non-addictive, and safe. It provides relief when you need it without drowsiness or mental fogginess. So go to TerryNaturallyVitamins.com and enter promo code STRESS to get $7 off your box of Anxiocom. That's TerryNaturallyVitamins.com and enter promo code STRESS to get $7 off your box of Anxiocom. Now back to the Dr. Holly Lucille Show.
you know, you talk, you talk very passionately about this subject. So what is your story? You know, as far as like you being a woman, a white woman at that, how does yeah. that tie into your ideas <laughs> around feminology? Yeah, well, um, I think a lot of it comes from my sort of story, like so many of us who work in this field. I had a major health crisis when I was 24, and this was back in the day when you did not need to have health insurance. So I just kept taking pregnancy tests because I wasn't getting my period. And I had come off the pill. I had been on the pill for about six years. And I'd come off the pill and I had, you know, really a hard time with my hormones readjusting, which is another major aspect of what we're doing with feminology is educating women about the dangers of birth control, various forms of birth control, and really, um, you know, these synthetic drugs that are simply referred to as hormones, but we can get into that. Um, but anyway, so I had um, irregular cycles and I just kept taking pregnancy tests and hoping that I wasn't pregnant, which I wasn't. And eventually, I ended up with a 30-centimeter cyst that was growing in my body that I discovered. I mean, 30 centimeters, we're talking volleyball that's, size. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's yeah. a very large cyst. <laughs> that's a big one. It's actually the biggest cyst that grow in the body, the mucinous cystadenomas. They're like in the textbooks. Uh, they can be like 100 pounders. So it's pretty intense. So you could see it in photographs and you could see it like sticking out of my body. And I finally got an ultrasound um, by a doctor who, I mean, I laugh at this now looking back, who sealed the results of the ultrasound up and in an envelope and sent me home and said, you should get into, you know, Planned Parenthood or something tomorrow and have somebody look at this. <laughs> so I oh my. You know, was a 23... 23- yeah, I was a 24-year-old girl. I went home. I didn't open the envelope. <laughs> so I go in the next day, and my mom actually worked in a women's health clinic in San Diego. This is when I was in college in San Diego. And uh, I went in to see one of the doctors there. My mom got me in, and it was this horrible experience where this guy literally, uh, really old-school OB-GYN, did a pelvic exam on me, left me in the stirrups, left the door open and um, basically went out and told his front desk that I needed to be scheduled for immediate gynecological surgery. And when I came, when he came back in the room, I had gotten dressed and I was hysterical and I was like, what are you talking about? You know, and he just kind of made this slicing motion across my whole lower abdomen, like, well, you need surgery. And I was like, well, what is going on with my body? And he just said, we don't know. We have to, you know, go in there and figure out what this is. But you've got a large mass and it's a 30 percent chance that it's cancer. And of course, I never forgot that. So I had this really traumatic experience of trying to, first of all, get health coverage for the surgery and then had to go under, you know, major gynecological surgery, major abdominal surgery under anesthesia without knowing if I was going to wake up with any of my organs and whether I was going to wake up and be told that I did not have cancer. Um, So that was really a wake-up call in terms of my being really not in touch with my body and my health. And I do think that part of that came from suppressing my hormones for so many years by taking birth control. Um, but ultimately, Holly, I also realized moving through that experience, I mean, this was in San Diego, so I was surrounded by a lot of 
Spanish-speaking people in San Diego. And I realized, like, if, you know, if I had been a Spanish-speaking woman or if I had been in a lower economic status, I just would have been steamrolled, you know? It was only by my perseverance and my privilege, really, that I was able to get into UCSD teaching hospital eventually and get the surgery that was, you know, at risk of killing me because the cyst was rupturing and it turned out to be like a a six-hour surgery. Um, It was really crazy. Um, So I I just, I had a sense from that young age, I was a student of history actually and studying history of medicine. And I had a real clear sense from that age, like, wow, this could have really gone a different direction. And women, you know, don't necessarily have the kind of advocacy that we need. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really clued in to what was happening in my body. Um, you know, and it was that's obviously like a big wake up call. Yeah. And I love that when you have that personal experience and then it kind of bleeds into your work because it just is so much more profound. You know, I went through a really sort of big, scary health thing a couple of years ago. It was compounded, confounded through years and years and years of, um, you know, probably thinking I'm practicing what I'm preaching, but not really just burn in the candles at both ends, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I got yeah. into the system and I felt to myself as well, I have so much experience and so much knowledge and so much education under my belt. And I still was trying to navigate yeah. uh, the yeah. appointments and the system and my insurance. And I just, it, it, it made me so much, so much more, I would say empathetic with practice, with, with my patients and with folks that I know are not as privileged as I am and don't have right. the resources that right. I do. So I, I think that's wonderful. But I want to ask you another question. So, you know, you graduated. So I graduated in 2001. You graduated in 1998. So you have been out practicing naturopathic medicine for 20 years. Um, and then you launched this second business of uh, feminology. How did that go? Why the shift? Yeah. So, um, well, I launched it. Actually, I filed for the business license on my 50th birthday, which was last March. Um, so it was kind of like a 50th birthday present to myself, you know. <laughs> and now, like you say, this is how we do, right? We just pile on more and more work. So I'm trying to do it in a very mindful way. Um, and of course, it is a lot of work, but I really felt like after being sort of in the trenches for 20 years and really having that level of clinical experience would just make it a lot easier for me to communicate these ideas on a, on a larger scale. Um, I think when, you know, when um, I've, and I've also done a lot of education, like I've trained other practitioners for a long time as well. And so I feel like, I feel like it's kind of the fruition of a lot of what I've seen and the profession. And as a, as a new doc, I was just too busy trying to, you know, build my practice and get my experience. And now I feel like, okay, I, uh, you know, a dear friend who's also a naturopath in Portland still said to me, she's like, Ginger, you kind of owe it to like, go bigger. And, um, you know, that's what my menopausal transition is all about for me. It's like, you know, I, I do preach to women like menopause is the age of, you know, wisdom and strength. And I feel like that's kind of what I'm what I'm living for myself is like, okay, I'm going to launch this other endeavor project. I don't know where it's going. You know, I don't know um, exactly what it's going to look like, you know, whether we're going to do more live events. I mean, we've 
done some online programs. You know, we're just we're just really all about education and building a following and really trying to create a movement. And then we'll see, you know, but it, it just feels so gratifying and right. And, you know, but my practice is still my bread and butter. I still see patients, you know, it's not like I'm walking away from that one-on-one care, but I'm also trying to take some of these ideas to a larger scale um, and help women. You know, there's some very simple things that we can educate women in terms of how to take care of themselves. So I think, um, I think it's more just about, you know, taking it to the next level. So, so to speak. Sure. I love that. Okay. So but try not question. to burn it, but try not to burn out. <laughs> yeah. like you said. I mean, that's so, I mean, yeah, oh, it's like so, really, okay. I need some yeah, days try, off here and there. <laughs> yeah. And if you do, you know, you do, and then you bounce off the bottom and you're stronger for it. Um, I mean, I think sometimes the only way that you understand that uh, you need to get into balance is to be out of balance. It's that lovely ebb and flow of life. So, yep. um, yep, totally. How, like, oh, how, um, it feels like, <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I want to just talk a little bit about your practice. Um, because you know, when I in, was introducing you, you had mentioned that you've worked with thousands of women's on natural hormone balancing, um, without using hormone replacement or hormone therapies. So yeah. I know the cornerstone of your practice, there's herbal medicine, uh, complex homeopathy and nutrigenomics. Can you talk mm-hmm. about that? Because I think that's so important. Um, I see, I have a very active practice. I see a lot of women. I see a lot of women your and my age who come in and menopause has hit and it is very turbulent, a very normal, natural, yeah. lovely, should be celebrated stage of our lives. And the the silver bullet quick fix is usually, even though they're coming to see somebody like me, usually they just want out of the symptoms and they just, please, please, yeah. please. Hormones, hormones, hormones. So can you talk to me a little bit about that approach? Yeah, sure, sure. And as I'm sure you know, um, it's really hard when a woman comes in and she's been so off balance hormonally for so many years. Um, It just makes it that much harder to go through the menopausal transition with ease. Um, but, But, you know, I do strongly believe that there are so many ways aside from hormone replacement therapy that you... You can address these, this huge life transition. Um, you know, nutrigenomics, again, another field that has just blown up, which is looking at a person's individual genetic and epigenetic type of, um, you know, patterns. And for some people that have the genetic testing, I will use, um, I think the last time I saw you, Dr. Holly, was when we were at that dinner uh, with Dr. Diadamo and, you know, I had studied with him and I used his software analysis program if, if women have had the genetics done. But even beyond that or instead of that, if, if you just look at some key genetic aspects and also some of the epigenetic inheritances and how the genes are being turned on or off, um, you can really come up with a pretty amazingly individualized diet that's going to help women not just, you know, produce hormones, of course, but metabolize them properly and really get your gut working properly to keep your hormones in balance um, and keep the, you know, brain from being overstimulated with an, an imbalance in, you know, various hormones and neurotransmitters. So, of course, we know the gut and, and the brain is all connected. So that's always a, a, an area that I'm looking at. 
but then I also do a lot of work with terrain medicine, sometimes called drainage. I mean, I refer to it as complex homeopathy just to distinguish it from the kind of classical homeopathy where you just use one single remedy. And this is the work that I have been steeped in for, you know, 20 years, my whole career. And I've taught it to hundreds of practitioners around the country and throughout Canada. So I find this approach to be really essential because it's really focusing on helping women eliminate all the toxins, for lack of a better word, but just really helping the body eliminate more effectively um, and clearing out the terrain so that you can use homeopathics to really balance the subtle endocrine glands and to balance the endocrine system overall, which which works fantastically. I mean, you it's it's a it's a longer, slower process. So I get it when those women come in and they're just really desperate to um, address the major, major amount of symptoms. But there's so many natural things you can do and. You know, part of my work is also steeped in the lymphatic system, and I do a lot of work with optimizing lymphatic flow because that's so important for women to be eliminating healthily. And really, when you do that preparatory work of addressing the gut health and the diet and, of course, stress management that we all have to do all the time with everyone, mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, in conjunction with the complex homeopathic approach, um, and then some targeted herbals, you know, and I don't even use herbals as much as I use homeopathics. Um, you can really, you can really get tremendous benefits from that type of more subtle, if you will, approach. Um, I very, very, very occasionally um, have recommended, you know, bioidentical hormones. Of course, I don't use any synthetic hormones. We can't prescribe synthetic hormones, um, but. I really don't find that there's a need for it in the majority of women that I work with. And of course, those are, I attract, you know, the women that don't want to use hormone replacement therapy. So I get women that are really committed to trying to navigate the life transitions without that. Um, and especially if they've been on the pill or they've been on a hormonal IUD and their hormone levels have been suppressed. Um, they're going to have, you know, a really, really kind of rude awakening when the body sort of comes back to life. And so sometimes those folks are, you know, some of the harder cases to treat because they're they're just so miserable. You know, they're having sure. 20, 40 hot flashes a day. Um, but, you know, my, my online program that I've done twice now, so I've uh, taken 24 women through this, mind-body menopause map. And I think a lot of it is, you know, mindful medicine as well. It's really about um, learning what you need to do to take care of yourself and learning, you know, during this life transition, like you mentioned, you had a, a, a health scare two years ago. And for a lot of women who are rounding 50, it's like, okay, you've learned a thing or two. And now it's time to really assess where you're at, what's working for you, what isn't what you're going to let go of, what you're going to define as your next life stage, and and really learning true, true self-care. And yeah. I think when you can get a woman to, to really come back to her own wisdom in her body, um, you can do tremendously balancing things for hormones. Um, it doesn't take just replacing them, you know, because obviously that's not 
in my opinion, um, getting at the root cause of, of the issues. Well, deep, profound, lovely work that you're doing. Thanks for the plug for Mindful Medicine. And for you, I'm going to take folks to your website. It's www.feminology, that's F-E-M-I-N-O-L-O-G-Y.org. Dr. Ginger Nash, it is so great to spend this time with you. Thanks for enlightening our listeners. And thanks for all the work that you do. And mindful listeners, listen, we'll see you next time.